You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dada. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to have a little bit more fun today. (laughs) Should we spend a whole day just talking about how uh, Jordan Love is better than your quarterback? Should we do that? Listen, we haven't been able to do this pretty much all year. Like, it started off this way. All right, Jordan Love looked pretty good. Everything's great. Ha ha, we're better than you. Suck it, Bears. Vikings suck. Lions aren't that good. They got lucky against the Chiefs. Whatever, doesn't matter. Jordan Love and the Packers shredded the Bears. Like, it's, it's game over. And then everything went south. And we spent the whole time, like, just arguing about what sucks more. Like, who sucks more, Joe Barry or Matt LaFleur when it comes to play calling? Who sucks more, Christian Watson or Jordan Love? You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's been for, I think it's been like eight years or a few weeks. I don't know, but it feels like it's been a really long time. And I, you know, I've realized I don't really know what's going on in Chicago or Minnesota or Detroit because I've been spending so much time focusing on the Packers. We haven't been laughing at anybody. And that's sad. And it dawned on me that every single thing that I say positive about Jordan Love serves two purposes. Well, Maybe more than two, but we'll go with two. Number one, I mean, it's a positive because he's our quarterback, so bonus. Number two, it is kicking Bears, Vikings, and Lions fans right in the mouth. Just kicking them right in the mouth. You remember earlier on in this season, I played that, uh, who, were they Lions fans? or I think they were Vikings fans, but they had a show, promoted them a couple times, but it was like in the off season, it was something, he, they, they created a video that was something to the effect of, like, there's a 0% chance Jordan is anything other than garbage or whatever. I mean, it was, it was basically like, he's going to be the worst quarterback in the history of humanity. And then through the preseason, they made a video that was something to the effect of, please, Lord God, don't do this to me again. There is nothing that could be a dagger in the throat of a Bears, Lions, and Vikings fan more than simply letting you know a couple of tidbits about Jordan Love. Now, am I a full-on believer? No. Not in in anybody on this team for the most part. But I'll tell you what, things are looking up. In fact, they're looking way up. Because we went from... There was a time when I was... What what did I say? I was at like 50% that Jordan was going to be the guy. Which, in my spectrum, is really high. Considering how little information there was. I'm not positive I've been higher that it's going to be a thing. It might just be 55% or 56. 56 56.3, I don't know. But the greatest part is the amount of things that I could point out before to dismiss any and all claims, a lot of those went bye-bye. Even just the fact of, you know, for example, you know, we looked at before where it was, you know, technically it's not this out of the other, but there's always Josh Allen. Well, you know, here's another one. I didn't want to dive into it because I was going to save this, but why? Let's just do it. Aaron Rodgers, right? A lot of people wanted to point to Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers was bad his first year out. You think he was good in 2008? Nope. He wasn't good. He threw against Tampa Bay, 165 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. 
Now what? He had 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions on the season. You think that's good? That isn't Aaron Rodgers. You think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers? He wasn't. (laughs) No, dude, he was good. He had an 80 passing grade. He had two elite games in his first two games that he played in 2008. He also, the game immediately after that one bad game, threw 313 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, and had an 83 PFF grade. We talked about this before, but the whole point was Jordan Love had never done that. We were halfway through the season. He had never even had a good game, much less three really good games that Aaron Rodgers had. He didn't have one game of 300 yards where Rodgers did. He didn't have, uh, he might have had the touchdown. But Jordan didn't do any of these things. So I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. You can't check those boxes. You can't go down that road because it doesn't translate. Now, is it exactly the same as what Aaron Rodgers had? No. But has Jordan Love had a good game? He has. Uh, As far as the passing grades go, he had a 70, he's basically had a 70 grade since week eight, every week, 68, 76, 74, 69.5, and 88. Now, if you want to rule out the 68, fine, but I'm sorry, a 69.5 is, we're calling that a 70. Has he had any really good games? He did. He had two of them. Against LA, he had an 83.2 grade, and this past week, I know we haven't done the grade yet, I'm just going to dive into it a little bit, 86.6, that's two. That's two, in fact, in four weeks. But yes, he's had two really good games so far. Okay, has he hit 300 yards? He did. He hit 322 against the Chargers. In fact, he hasn't been sub-200 since Denver Week 7. 230, 230, 288, 322, and 268. Has he had three touchdowns? Yes, he did that three different times. He had that three interception game anymore? Nope, just the one, and that was his only game that was graded out as bad, similar to Aaron Rodgers. Except, actually, Aaron Rodgers had two other games that were pretty bad. He had a grade in the 50s um, where he threw 248 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks against New Orleans. He also had a game in the 30s with a 38 grade against Minnesota, 43 passing grade. Jordan Love has only had one bad game, and none of them were that bad. Okay, but he's been grading out like in the 60s pretty much every week, so his overall grade can't be very good. Actually, he's up to a 74 PFF grade. Aaron Rodgers ended with a 79. In fact, Aaron Rodgers' PFF grade through his first 11 games, which is where Jordan is, was a 75. Jordan right now, 74, as I said. So how have they compared so far? Let's run through it real quick. Aaron Rodgers in his first 11 games. Who's thrown more attempts? Jordan Love. Who's thrown more completions? Jordan Love. Higher completion percentage? Rodgers, but not by as much as you'd think, considering how bad he started the season. It's 60.5%, which is actually a shocking and staggering situation, considering how bad it was for him to have cracked the 60s right now. It's pretty fantastic. But Rodgers, 64.5, loves 60.5. If you look at adjusted completion percentage, Rodgers, 77.7, Jordan loves 70.7. Who's thrown for more yards? Jordan Love, by kind of a lot. Aaron Rodgers threw for 2,351 yards. Jordan Love, 2,600 yards, 2,599. Yards per attempt, Rodgers had 7.4, Jordan 7. Close, but Rodgers. Touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers had 15, Jordan Love 19. Interceptions, Rodgers 6, Jordan Love 10. Big time throw percentage, Aaron Rodgers 4.8, which is unbelievably high. Jordan Love, 4.6. Turnover-worthy plays, Aaron Rodgers, 2.4. Jordan Love, 2.5. Who's had more drops? Actually, Rodgers, by quite a, quite a lot. Uh, Jordan Love, 7.8% of his passes have been dropped. Jordan Love, nine, or Aaron Rodgers, 9.7%. Passer rating, Aaron Rodgers, 94.5. Jordan Love, 87.4. And remember, all, almost all the areas in which Rodgers was better... Jordan has been improving. Completion percentage is lower. But remember, he started off with 55, 56, and 50 as his first three weeks. If you look at the last four weeks, it's been 77, 53, 67, and 69. Yards per attempt are at seven, but that's below where he's been the last four weeks, where he's been 8.8, 7.2, 8.1, and 8.4. Interception. Jordan is worse, but he had that rough patch where he had one, two, three, one, and one. The last four weeks where he's had his four good games, 0-2-0-0. Two obviously isn't great, but three out of the last four games, he hasn't thrown a single interception. This is right in line 
with Aaron Rodgers and better in certain areas. And the fact that Jordan has been better in such a, you know, the, the, these last four weeks. In other words, if, if you look at it as like a tale of two halves, where the first half of the season Jordan played a certain way and the second half what it's been from Jordan Love, Jordan has been significantly better the last four weeks than what we saw from Aaron Rodgers in 2008. And the only reason I say that, which can seem unfair, well, you, you, you take half of Jordan and full year from Rodgers, whatever, it's, it's because Rodgers was Rodgers was Rodgers from day one. He had his best games right out of the gate. Jordan did not. Jordan was bad out of the gate. And yes, I'm going to keep saying that. If you look at overall, Aaron Rodgers was the ninth best quarterback. Um, Jordan Love, 16th best quarterback. And that one doesn't matter as much because it has more to do with how good everybody else is. And there's much better quarterbacks right now, believe it or not, than there were then. Dak Prescott right now is graded higher than anybody in 2008. But we have a way for adjusting for that. If we take Jordan Love's 72.7 passing grade, we can see that he would be 12th. So 9th compared to 12th. If we look at overall grade, um, Jordan Love has a 74.1 grade. So Aaron Rodgers would be 9th. Jordan would be, well, 12th. 74.2 is Trent Edwards. 74.8 is Kirk, uh, Kurt Warner. And then 75, Aaron Rodgers. What else can we say about Jordan Love? We did the Aaron Rodgers thing. That was fun. That doesn't mean he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. But what's great about it is that, in my mind, it was a negative before. In my mind, it wasn't a good thing that you have a list of guys who did really, really well. And then you could see how well they did in their first year. And then you had Jordan not doing those things. Now, when you take Jordan Love and compare him to what, you know, like, where is he kind of lining up compared to what other first-year guys have done? Now it's a much better list. And Aaron Rodgers is included in that because they are very, very similar through their first 11 games. How about this? <laughs> How about Jordan Love compared to Justin Fields' first 11 games? Should we play that game? That might be a fun game. Okay. Justin Fields in his first 11 games. This, so just so we're clear, this is, this is 11. We're comparing apples to apples. How many passing attempts? 372 compared to 231. I think Jordan kind of edged him out slightly there. <laughs> 133 completions compared to 225 completions. 57.6 completion percentage compared to 60.5. Jordan Love wins again. 1,585 yards compared to 2,599 yards. So it's a, almost exactly 1,000 additional yards. 6.9 yards per attempt compared to 7. Jordan wins. Touchdowns, Jordan Love has 19. Justin Fields had, oh, let's see, six. <laughs> six. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, interceptions, they both had 10. However, if you look at turnover-worthy plays, Jordan Love has thrown 11 turnover-worthy plays and the ball was intercepted 10 times, which is to say there's like a one-to-one -one ratio between how many times he throws pickable balls and how many times balls get picked, which is pretty unusual. Justin Field, 13. And if you look at what percentage of his throws were turnover worthy, 3.9% compared to Jordan Love's 2.5%. Now, big time throws, Justin Fields did have more, 5.9% compared to 4.6%, not more total. Jordan Love, 18 total compared to 15. But I'll give Fields his props. He, he, he threw a lot of uh, reckless passes and they, uh, you know, a couple good ones mixed in. He's so good. Um, PFF grade, overall, uh, Justin Fields at this point had a 61.5 PFF grade compared to 74.1. Uh, he had a 56.5 passing grade compared to a 72.7. So there's that. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. I want to come back. I want to do more of this. Yes, we'll go through the PFF grades. I promise. I'm just having fun doing this. It won't take long to get through the grades because I don't want to spend too much time on it. When we come back, I want to look at, because this is what I care about kind of the most, I want to look at rookie quarterbacks, and I'm not going to do the first 11 games or whatever. I'm just trying to see on track or whatever. What did guys look like their first year? Particularly, I want to see the rest of the class that Jordan Love was in. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, let's talk about a couple more here. Uh, I just want to go back a little bit and, and talk about a couple things. Again, just kind of putting these things into context, right? Bottom line is... Uh, and I, the argument I used against Jordan Love earlier is going to help my case now, at least in terms of being consistent. Generally speaking, good quarterbacks are good and bad quarterbacks are bad. So while it was always true that maybe he could struggle and have a bad year, maybe two bad years, and then in year three, he kind of turns it around. The bottom line is playing bad is a bad sign. And there are certain markers that indicate good and certain markers that indicate bad. One of the most important, as we go through this, just to be clear, is when you are drafted slash when you are expected to be drafted. Jordan Love being a first-round pick is one of the most important indicators that he's going to be a good quarterback. Now, we're still sub-50%, but if you got to pay, if, if I just said I got two quarterbacks next to each other, they both, you know, I, I, I don't know. If you wanted one bit of information, about them to determine whether or not they were going to be good football players. The easiest one is when were they draft? If one is the number eight overall pick and one was a mid-fifth round pick, there's no guarantees, but you probably want the number eight pick. So anyways, if we go back and look at first-year players, there are three guys that played semi-significant snaps. Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, Skylar Thompson. That's it as far as, as rookies. Now, two of the three actually did grade out pretty well and pretty similar to Jordan Love. Again, Jordan Love about a 73 passing grade, Brock Purdy 75, Kenny Pickett 73, and Skylar Thompson 59. So there's some good and some bad here, right? I mean, Brock Purdy is a starting quarterback for the 49ers, and so being in line with Brock kind of is not the worst thing in the world. And Kenny Pickett could be good, could be bad. I mean, he was potentially, arguably, the best quarterback last year. But he also is not necessarily the greatest in the world this year, which could be potentially somewhat concerning. But a couple things. Number one, the fact of the matter is these are not the only first-year quarterbacks. There were a lot of guys drafted. The question is, what are their stats? If you wanted to look at the entire crop of guys that were drafted last year, Jordan Love isn't just comparing himself to Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy. It's also Desmond Ritter, it's Malik Willis, it's Matt Corral, it's Bailey Zappi, it's Sam Howell. And so where does he line up with this entire crop? He lines up most closely with the two guys that are starting caliber quarterbacks. Now, you could possibly talk about Sam Howell being pretty solid. But again, just to be clear, 
Jordan Love is lining up with the top quarterbacks from last year. Now, you could also look at it again and say, well, Kenny Pickett's not very good, and they're about the same, so maybe Kenny, maybe he's going to be like Kenny, and he's going to suck. And that's entirely possible. In fact, the thing that I really liked about Kenny Pickett was he started off pretty mediocre the first half of the year. His passing grades were 71, 64, 51, 65, 46, 59, 57. Now it's a little more volatile. He did have one good game and a bunch of lower games than Jordan had. But then he went on to have 86, 72, 56, 73, 90, and 73. And I, I had said he was the highest graded quarterback, I think, since you know from week 12 on. So that's why I liked Kenny Pickett. Similar to Jordan, right? Didn't get off to a good start, and then the second half of the year he picked it up. With that said, however, there are still some notable differences. Kenny Pickett last year, in the entire season, threw for 2,404 yards. Jordan Love already has 2,600 yards. Kenny Pickett threw for seven touchdowns and nine interceptions, which sucks <laughs> just by itself. Jordan Love is 19 and 10. Now, he already has one more pick, but he has 12 more touchdowns, and we still have quite a few weeks to go. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And, you know, whether the playoffs happen or not is irrelevant because that's how far Kenny Pickett went. I'm guessing he gets at least 20. Let's put it that way. Some other things. He never threw more than one touchdown in a single game. Never once. He threw seven touchdowns in seven different games. Jordan Love threw three against Chicago, three against Atlanta, two against Denver, two against Pittsburgh, two against the Chargers, and three against Detroit. So while Kenny Pickett's grades were promising down the stretch, the statistics are pretty appalling. He never threw for, well, that's not true. He threw for 300 yards week five, but he almost never threw for even 200 yards. He threw for 200 yards or more four times in a season. That's it. Every other game was 100 yards or less. Jordan Love has thrown for 200 yards in his last five games, including a 322-yard game. And even the games below that, it was 180, 182. And then before that was 246, 260, and then 151, and then 245. So he's thrown for about at least 200 yards almost every single game. His lowest was 151. And the only other two where it was sub-200 were in the 180s, so still quite close. So I would, go, I would say that he is significantly better than Kenny Pickett. And then that brings you to Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy is somewhat similar to Jordan um, insofar as, you know, the, the stats and, and even a little bit the grades. I mean, he didn't play a full season, but he started off slow. He had four games in kind of the high 50s or 60s. It wasn't until his fifth game he finally got in the 70s, and then he went on a little bit of a run. It was 70-70-70, and then high 60s, 70. He also threw usually for two or three touchdowns, usually at least 200 yards, maybe 300. So you could look at that and say, well, maybe he's just Brock Purdy, and that sucks because Brock Purdy is bad, but I don't know that Brock Purdy is bad. Now, he had a rough stretch where everybody's like, well, this guy clearly just sucks, right? But the last three weeks, he's had a 91, a 78, and a 76. In fact, he's one of the... In, 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 this year, he's one of the highest graded quarterbacks. Over the last three weeks, he might be the highest graded quarterback. So it's not necessarily a knock to say he's similar to Brock Purdy. And again, that Cleveland game where he had a 41 grade, talking about Brock Purdy, again, Jordan Love has never had a game that bad. If we look at 2021, which was the year after, there were five quarterbacks that played as rookies. Only one of them graded as high as Jordan Love did, and that's Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a pretty good first year. He had a 78.5 passing grade. He threw for 4,033 yards, 24 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Now, to be clear, Jordan Love is on track for 4,016 yards, which is almost exactly what Mac Jones got. Jordan's on track for 29 touchdowns, which is more than what Mac Jones got. He had, you know, 24. But the bottom line is, if he were the 2021 rookie quarterback, he would be the number one or number two quarterback in that class. Justin Fields uh, had the second highest passing grade, believe it or not, with a 60.8. Davis Mills, 59. Trevor Lawrence, 58. And Zach Wilson, 55. Remember, Trevor Lawrence threw for 3,641 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. Now, he was in a little bit of a rough situation, but there's almost no doubt Jordan Love is going to finish his first year significantly better than Trevor Lawrence did in just about every single facet. He should have more uh, yards. Uh, he already has more touchdowns, and he probably won't have as many interceptions. Now, again, Mac Jones not the greatest quarterback. He went straight backwards every single year. 78 his first year, 68 his second year, 58 this year. But the bottom line is, I mean, <laughs> there's almost no good quarterbacks from the last couple years. And of the ones that you could potentially call decent, Jordan Love is as good or better in their first year. 
Then we get to the year that matters most. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those are the four that started as rookies in 2020. Now, Jalen Hurts didn't play a ton. He played in 10 games, but doesn't look like he started in all 10 games. But if we just look at the per attempt numbers rather than the cumulative numbers, he had a completion percentage of 52%, which is awful. That's compared to Jordan right now at 60 and a half. His yards per attempt was 7.2. Jordan is at 7. Big time throw percentage was 4.4. Jordan's 4.6. His turnover worthy play percentage was 4.6, which is awful. Jordan is at 2.5. He ended the year with a 57.5 passing grade. Jordan Love right now has about a 73. He was 56 overall. So even if you add in his running, he was a 56.2. Jordan, again, 74. Tua was the second best quarterback. He also didn't play the whole season, but he had a 64 passing grade, lower than Jordan. 65 overall grade, lower than Jordan. His yards per attempt was 6.3. Remember, early on, the knock on him was he can't throw deep. Now, that's clearly not the case anymore, but that was the issue. He did have a 64 completion percentage, which is so far better than Jordan. But again, Jordan's trending in the right direction. His big-time throw percentage was just 2.3%, which is half of what Jordan's is. And he had a turnover-worthy play rate of 3.7, which is higher than Jordan. Almost identical uh, NFL passer rating. Joe Burrow, probably the most similar, depending on what you're looking at. If you're looking at the grades, Joe Burrow is the closest. 74.3 passing grade, 75 overall. That's almost identical to what Jordan has. And again, he played in 10 games, so the cumulative numbers aren't exactly going to give you the full story. 65% completion percentage, although the adjusted completion percentage was 73, which is very close to Jordan's 70, uh, 71, basically. But Jordan's big-time throw rate and turnover-worthy play percentage are better. Remember, Joe Burrow is a freak of nature. and He's dealing with tons of injuries, which is really unfortunate, but he is an unbelievably gifted guy. He went from a 75 to next year having a 92 grade. He ended the season in his second year after, again, in his rookie year, not even quite being as good as Jordan is right now. His second year, 5,700 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. And then in his third year, 5,200 yards, 39 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 92 overall grade. Jordan and Joe Burrow, as far as the grades, are the most similar. Justin Herbert was actually the best quarterback. And honestly, they're probably the most actually similar, even though the grades are higher. He had an 80 overall grade, which is higher than Jordan so far. Although a couple more games like he's had, he'll be at 80 pretty quick. And a 78 passing grade, again, higher than Jordan, 73. However, 4,300 yards. Again, Jordan is on track for, you know, close to 41. 7.3 yards per attempt. Jordan, seven, very similar. Big time throw rate, 4.9. Jordan, 4.5. Very similar, or 4.6, very similar. Um, Jordan Love, if, if if he was in that class and the season ended, would have the second highest big-time throw rate behind Justin Herbert. And the turnover-worthy play percentage, uh, 2.3 for Herbert, 2.5 for Jordan. Jordan would have the second lowest turnover-worthy play rate. It would be Herbert at 2.3, Jordan at 2.5, then it would be Burrow at 3.2, Tua at 3.7, and Hertz at 4.6. He'd be third in adjusted completion percentage at 70.7, at way ahead of Jalen Hurts. And again, these guys are all really good quarterbacks. And you say, well, you know, he should be more on their level because they've all been in the league for XYZ amount of years. Couple things. Number one, we obviously know that it's not the same thing. Number two, Jordan is catching up pretty quick. And number three, he's not that far behind right now. Now, the grades are above Jordan. Again, he, he got off to a slow start, so a lot of things are going to be lesser than Hertz and Burrow and Tua and Justin. But right now, we got five quarterbacks playing from that class. By the way, how freaking unbelievable is this class? The lowest grade is Jordan Love with a 73 passing grade. That's the worst grade of the five quarterbacks drafted in that class in the first two rounds. But he's at 73, Burrow is at 77, then Herbert at 80, Jalen at 81, and Tua at 90. But let's go through some of the numbers here. Uh, completion percentage, Jordan is the lowest. Again, obviously, he got off to a really rough start. It's going to take him some time to catch up, but he is. Uh, if you look at yards, he's third. He's behind Tua and Justin, and he's ahead of Jalen and Joe Burrow. Now, we'll see what happens after Jalen plays. He may end up ahead of him. Um, yards per attempt, he's ahead of Joe Burrow. Touchdowns, he's third behind Tua and Justin, ahead of Jalen and Joe Burrow. Again, you know, Joe's obviously injured, so that may not be a thing, but Jalen Hurts has 15 touchdowns. 
unless he gets four touchdowns, or I should say five touchdowns, uh, he's not going to go ahead of Jordan Love. Big time throw rate, 4.6. He's one behind, Justin Herbert is 4.7, and he's ahead of Joe Burrow at 4.4. Tua and Jalen Hurts are freaks at 6.1. Turnover worthy play percentage, he has the second best. Joe Burrow, 2.1. Jordan Love, 2.5. Justin Herbert, 2.9. Jalen, 3. Tua, 3.1. Time to throw. Again, he's right in the middle. He gets it out faster than uh, Jalen and Herbert. Actually, he's tied with Herbert, but not as fast as Burrow and Tua. And again, he's he's growing. Let's do this. Let's look at his last four games since LA. We could probably put Minnesota in there because he had a 68 grade. That was, I think that was the game where he had a good second half or something. But let's just look at the last four weeks. Okay, and we'll end with this as far as the Jordan Love thing. We can revisit this as many times as we want. Um, completion percentage, he's fourth. He's already ahead of Justin Herbert. If we just look at when he started to pick it up, 65.2%. Yards, he's number one, but he's got an extra game on, on these guys. But it's by a lot. He has 1,100 yards. Joe Burrow, playing one less game, has less than 800. Justin Herbert has just over 700. Jalen has less than 400. Now, he's got two less games, but still. If you double it, he's at 700 yards compared to Jordan's 1,100. Yards per attempt, Jordan Love is number one at eight yards per attempt. Jalen, 7.9. Tua, 7.9. Burrow, 7.9. Herbert, 6.8. Touchdowns, he has eight. Um, Herbert has one less game and six, so if he gets two, they'll tie. If he has three, then he'll end up with one more. Burrow in three games has five. Tua in two games has three. So again, if you double it, it's six. It's not even close to Jordan's eight. Jalen in two games has two. So double his two games. He's at four compared to Jordan's eight. Overall PFF grade, he is second. Herbert, 91. Jordan, 84. Burrow, 82. Jalen, 81. Tua, 68. Dude, these these guys, there's a new era of quarterbacks, and we'll see what Jordan is, but there is a new era of quarterbacks, and they're almost entirely from the 2020 class. Add in CJ Stroud, and that's pretty much the whole list. Passing grade is about the same. Herbert, 90. Uh, Jordan Love, 84. Uh, Burrow, 81. Jalen, 79. Tua, 73. Jordan Love is number two. Big time throw percentage, he's third. You got Burrow and Jalen at number two, uh, one and two, and then you got Herbert and Tua below him. Turnover worthy play, he is the second best behind only Jalen Hurts. 1.5 for Hurts, 1.9% for Jordan Love. Think how low that is. I mean, he's at 22.5%. So far this year, which is really low. He's at 1.9 over these last four games. Justin Herbert has 2.3, which is the which is really, really, really good. He's third in this list. That's how good these freaking guys are. 3.3% for Joe Burrow and 3.6 for Tua. Average depth of target the last four weeks. Jordan Love is number one at 9.4. Jalen 8.5, Tua 8.4, Burrow 7.9, Herbert 7.9. Adjusted completion percentage, he's second. Second best adjusted completion percentage, which again is just his completion percentage subtracting the drops, the batted passes, the times he's hit as he throws, the throwaways, whatever. 78.7%. Burrow, 77. Herbert, 76. Jalen Hurts, 75.6. Drop percentage, he has the second best situation right now. Jalen Hurts has apparently zero drops, which is unfreaking believable. Although, again, two games. Um, Jordan Love, 6.3%. Burrow, 6.8%. Tua, 9.3%. And Justin Herbert, 13.5%. NFL passer rating, Jordan Love is number one, 103.1. Joe Burrow is 100.1. Tua, 98.9. Jalen, 98.1. Herbert, 95.6. All five of these guys are incredible. They're all good for the entire year, including Jordan. And I'm, I'm not going to pretend that what I'm doing is necessarily fair because you can grab anybody's best four games, but I'm I'm doing it because I think that there is a distinction to be made that is make we're basically making a, a, a an assumption which we do, you don't have to make, but we're making an assumption that what we're seeing from Jordan Love these last four games is more or less who Jordan Love is now. Not saying it has to be the 90 PFF grade this past week. Could be the 70 from the Chargers game. Could be the 74 from the Pittsburgh game. Could be the 76 from LA. But the bottom line is, this is the guy. And if this is the guy, how does he stack up? Well, I can tell you how he stacks up. If you look at those same weeks, forget the draft class. Jordan Love is the fifth highest graded quarterback in the NFL over the last four weeks. 
not going to go through all the stats because he's played four games when most of the other guys have played three and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, adjusted complete accuracy has been the biggest issue, right? Adjusted completion percentage. He's fifth, fifth highest adjusted completion percentage, 78.7, fifth highest yards per attempt at eight yards per attempt. Big time throw percentage. He is seventh turnover worthy plays. He is 11th at just 1.9, which again is incredibly low. Um, average depth of target. He is eighth. NFL passer rating, he's fifth with a 103-1. The only, the only quarterbacks higher, C.J. Stroud, who's been incredible. He has a 91 PFF grade, 91 passing grade these last four weeks. 108.1. Russell Wilson, who's been tearing it up, has 112. Dak Prescott at 121.7 and Brock Purdy 131.6. Again, bringing it back full circle. As much as we look, can look at it and say, oh, he compares to Brock Purdy, that sucks because Brock Purdy's not very good. The last four weeks, by far, well, you could say Dak, I guess. You could argue, certainly, that Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. He is one of the better quarterbacks this year. He had a rough pass. If you don't want to say he's top five, fine, but he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. And Jordan Love for the season is up to 16th overall, which is not the greatest thing in the world. It's not what we were hoping for. But again, that takes into account what he was earlier, which was not good. We'll see where this all ends up. We'll see if he can continue to play this way. We'll see if this was just sort of a flashy four weeks and everything's going to fall apart. But I have said that now for four weeks in a row, and every week he has continued to do the same thing over and over and over again, except, you know, getting better every week, but still continuing to do what he's been doing. And I'll be honest, the Chiefs game, winning that game is unbelievably less significant to me by leaps and freaking bounds than for Jordan Love to continue to play this way, because there's nothing more important than Jordan Love. Big Christian Watson fan. Love Christian Watson. If he's a, if you could say right now, Jordan Love is the next great Packers quarterback, or Christian Watson is a complete bust, or Christian Watson is the number one wide receiver in football, but Jordan Love is not very good. Let's just say mediocre. Sorry, Watson, your career's over. You suck so bad. In fact, all the wide receivers can suck. I don't care. There is nothing that matters more than Jordan being the guy. We can lose by 40 points. If Jordan comes out and tears it up and is playing out of control, I don't care if we lose by 40 points because they score 80 or because every pass is dropped or whatever the case may be, I don't care. If Jordan is fantastic, we won the Super Bowl. In fact, that's that's there it is. That's the quote of the season for me. If we can see that Jordan Love is the guy, that is the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl this year. Anyways, uh, why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll rip through the uh, the grades from the game. Again, we covered Jordan Love pretty extensively, but we'll look at the rest of them, and uh, then we'll get up out of here. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Special teams grades. The good comes down to essentially Eric Wilson. Love that guy. Great special teamer. Love to have him up there. Could also throw a little... Uh, Round of applause, I guess, to Benny Sapp, 69.6 grade. On the bad end of things, Bo Melton, 51. Ben Sims, 47. Malik Heath, 45. Zane Anderson, 30, which makes me sad. I thought the man Zaniac was, uh, was, the, was the truth, as people say. Offensively, kind of depends where the cutoff is. If you're saying everything sub-60 is bad, then there's a lot of bad. If we see like high 50s as basically average and average isn't bad, then this really wasn't bad. Below 55, there was only three guys. Tucker Craft at 54.6, which you could round up to 55 and just say he wasn't that bad. That leaves Patrick Taylor, the running back, at 52.7, which was largely just because of his pass blocking. And then John Runyon at a 46.7, who just continues to just beg to be kicked off this team, which makes me sad because I always liked Runyon. I was more than content to uh, have him hanging around. Just great pass blocking, subpar run blocking. I can live with it. But he has just decided he does not want to do it anymore. On the positive side of things, Yash Nyman at left tackle with a 70 PFF grade. Jaden Reed with a 74 freaking guy. Uh, Jordan Love, again, 86.6 PFF grade. Basically an elite game this week. He had an 88 passing grade. Just stupid. And believe it or not, that was the third highest grade. Christian Watson with an 87.7 and an 88 receiving grade. And then number one was Malik Heath, who 
get this, had a 94.5 grade, a 91 receiving grade, and a 96 run blocking grade, which to be very clear, he was run blocking more than he was receiving. He had six run blocking snaps and five receiving snaps. He had a 96 run blocking grade. That's probably the highest run blocking grade any Packer has got this season. Anyways, breaking that down a little bit, Jordan Love, I mean, it just keeps getting better. Um, he was under pressure 45.5% of the time, which is probably the worst he's seen this season. And remember, there was one other game that was really high this year, and he was terrible. And it was kind of like, well, that was because of the offensive line. And it was like, that's when we were talking about the offensive lines falling apart and everything's horrible. And, blah, blah, blah. and then the offensive line got better. This is maybe the worst that he's seen. 45.5%. That's pretty bad. He had a 80 passing grade under pressure. 80 under pressure. 75.4 overall under pressure. He was 7 of 14 for 131 yards and a touchdown. 7.1% big time throw rate. A 106.5 passer rating when under pressure. Then, while kept clean, on 18 dropbacks, he was 15 of 18 for 137 yards, 6.7 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 5.6 big time throw. Uh, the reason I haven't mentioned turnover-worthy plays is because there were zero, so you can figure out the math on that one. Adjusted completion percentage of 89%, and a passer rating, while kept clean, of 135.4. Frickin' A, dude. He had a 76 passing grade on short passes, an 84 passing grade on medium passes, 10 to 19 yards, and an 89 passing grade on deep passes. Four attempts, two completions, 69 yards, one touchdown. On medium passes, 10 to 19 yards, he was 6 of 8 for 82 yards. Short passes, 13 of 15, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. There's literally nothing more I could ask from him. I mean, it was, it was above and beyond expectations. To go into Detroit and just single-handedly bludgeon the living crap out of that entire team. Their pass rush was working. <laughs> and he still beat the crap out of them. Oh. Feels so good. Uh, rushing grades were all pretty terrible, with the exception of Jaden Reed, 72. His two attempts went for 16 yards. Patrick Taylor, 58. Jordan Love, 56. And A.J. Dillon, 53. Not great when A.J. Dillon has the lowest rushing grade on the team when he is your running back. He had, obviously, the most attempts, 3.1 yards per attempt. We covered all that already. But it is what it is. We got to get that running game figured out a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, come on now. Um, Blocking at left tackle. Again, we had the Rashid Walker, Yash Nyman hybrid thing. Both of them about shared snaps evenly. Very even as far as pass blocking is concerned. 70 pass blocking grade from Rashid, 70 pass blocking grade from Yash Nyman. Uh, run blocking, though, Yash had a 68, Rashid had a 61. Left guard Elton Jenkins had a 79 pass blocking grade and a 57 run blocking grade. So, I mean, that's kind of like old school John Runyon stuff. Josh Myers took a massive step back. The stats were not terrible, just one pressure, but a 49 pass blocking grade and a 64 run blocking grade. He got kind of uh, annihilated up the middle there. John Runyon, as we said, 46 grade. It was a 58 pass blocking, 53 run blocking. Bad day. Sean Ryan did step in, had a much better pass blocking day today compared to last week when he had a zero pass blocking grade. But... 83 pass blocking, 58 run blocking. And as I said last week, I don't think Sean Ryan is, I, I shouldn't even say that. That's not fair to Sean Ryan. I'm not saying I don't think he can be good. I don't think he's shown anything. I think all the quote unquote tape and, and everything else from him is fake. Um, and by fake, I mean, somebody finds a clip and it's like, I watched the film. No, you didn't dude. And even if you did, there's not film. It's six snaps, dude, shut up. However, if we want to say we need to give Sean Ryan a chance? Fine. But I don't know that we necessarily need to. I, I, I honestly don't care. I would like John Runyon to finish out the season and see how it goes. If you want to put in Sean Ryan to see if he can do this for an entire game or an entire rest of the season, fine. I don't think it's that big of a deal because we're not getting rid of Sean Ryan, right? So if you let John Runyon play it out and he's the guy, great. If he's not the guy, then he moves on and Sean Ryan's the guy up until... I mean, we're, either way, we're drafting interior offensive linemen, ideally. It's just a question of can Sean Ryan win the job or not. There's nothing Sean Ryan can do in the last couple of weeks to be like, dude, we're set. We don't need anybody. That's not a thing. But kudos to Sean Ryan on his 10 pass blocking snaps, allowing zero pressures. 
Again, a 58 run blocking grade, which isn't great, but for the Green Bay Packers, that's basically a like an 80. And then Zach Tom off the edge. Um, he had a tough assignment. Let's be very clear about that. But still a 68 pass blocking grade and a 63 run blocking grade. He did allow the most pressures uh, with three. All three were just hurries, though, no hits or sacks. Um, and he wasn't bad in either category. He was pretty balanced, run blocking and pass blocking. And again, he had the hardest situation. Finally, defense. Um, again, depending on how you look at it, changes things, although not not as much. But actual bad grades. I mean, McDuffie was a 52, which isn't great, uh, which is surprising too, because I like, I, I like everything the guy does. I like the way he plays. But he had a 39 run defense grade, which obviously brought everything down. The three that were actually bad, though, TJ Slayton had a 44 PFF grade, Anthony Johnson, 43, and Corey Ballantyne, 43. Um, you, I, I was expecting this from Valentine. Eventually I'm shocked that his first two weeks were fantastic. Um, Valentine actually had a good day. We'll get to that, but it's, it's funny to me that in the three weeks that we've not had Razul, we had two good games from Carrington Valentine and two from Corey Valentine. Each of them has only had one bad week. Staggering to me. Um, on the positive side, Carrington Valentine, 70 PFF grade, Kenny Clark, 71, Kingsley and Igbare, 71, Jonathan Owens, 71. In the really, really freaking amazing category, Carl freaking Brooks with a 91.5 grade. Unbelievable. And then number one was Mr. Rayshon Gary, which I always say his name wrong when I really want to emphasize how much I appreciate him, which is counterintuitive. 92 PFF grade. He had a 76 run defense grade, a 77 tackling grade, a 90.2 pass rush grade, and a 75 coverage grade. Love that guy. Uh, run defense, uh, the positives were Nixon, Owens, Walker, Enigbare, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary being number one. Negative, there was quite a few. Um, the, the highest of this bad group is a 48. So this is 40s and lower. Ballantyne, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Isaiah McDuffie, Anthony Johnson, Devontae Wyatt, and Benny Sapp. Um, Devontae Wyatt being down here is not great, but his pass rush is fantastic. At least the grade is, so I will allow that to be a thing. TJ Slayton, though, this is your whole gig, man. This is this is what you're supposed to be doing, and it's not happening. So we got to get that straightened out. Tackling, the really bad was Brooks, Inigbare, Anthony Johnson, uh, Ballantyne, and then Slayton was the worst. Pass rush grades, the only really bad one was Quay Walker, which doesn't matter a ton. He did have seven opportunities, which is kind of-ish a lot, but not really. On the positive, though, Carl Brooks, 71. Then we jump up significantly. Kenny Clark, 81. Devontae Wyatt, 84. And Rashawn Gary, a 90. Coverage grades, the bad. Anthony Johnson, 51. Quay, 50. Preston, 47. That jerk. And uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Valentine, 43. Positive, it was really just one. I mean, Valentine did have a 69, but Rashawn Gary was the only guy with a positive coverage grade. 75 in his three snaps. Pressures, looking at the statistics, um, as far as the negative, Colby Wooden would be the one that stands out with zero pressures on his 13 attempts. TJ Slayton had one on 26, which is about just as bad. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, two pressures on 24 attempts, which again, doesn't seem super fantastic, but they were obviously very excited about his pass rush ability. He must've just been completely whooping guys. And then the play was away from him or something. I don't know. Uh, Quay Walker had two on seven. They hated him as a pass rusher, but as far as the pressure rate, that's not terrible. Obviously Lucas Van Ness had two pressures, which is great because he's had zero almost every single week, two pressures on 17 attempts, which is perfectly adequate. Rashawn Gary had four pressures on 27 attempts, which is great. Kingsley Nikbare had four on 22, which is amazing. Preston Smith had five pressures on 34 attempts, also amazing. Carl Brooks had five pressures on 22 attempts, which is incredible. And Kenny freaking Clark had eight pressures on 43 attempts, or 33 pressures in this game. That's a lot. Only three sacks. I know the, the only sacks matter crowd are, are absolutely just losing their minds right now, as though the, you know, turnovers and all that stuff that doesn't come from pressures but all three did come from Rashawn Gary 
Uh, lastly, let's just jump right to the coverage. Most targeted was Corey Ballantyne. He was targeted 11 times. Nine of those were caught for 171 yards and a touchdown. That is about as bad as it can get. I didn't really recognize that it was that bad of a day for him, but that's pretty awful. 149 passer rating when targeted. Quay Walker was targeted seven times. Four of those were caught for 22 yards, and he had a pass breakup, which is solid. Keyshawn Nixon, five targets, four receptions, 56 yards. Valentine, five targets, four receptions, 33 yards. Jonathan Owens, four targets, three receptions, 16 yards, but he did give up a touchdown. Isaiah McDuffie, three targets, two receptions, just 13 yards. Nothing wrong with that. Preston Smith, two targets, one reception, 15 yards. Nothing wrong with that. Kingsley and Igbare, it's amazing how many edge rushers are being targeted. <laughs> like how many, we'll get to the stats on that in a minute. It's a little bit funny and sad. One target, one reception, negative two yards for Kingsley. So, again, just a fantastic corner. And then Anthony Johnson, one target, one reception, eight yards. Um, otherwise, the only guys in coverage were apparently QB, Kelly, Benny Sapp, and Rashawn Gary. Three times he was in coverage and zero targets. So well done, Rashawn Gary. Some of the stats that are a little bit funny. Um, again, Rashawn Gary, three coverage snaps. Kingsley Nigbari was in coverage three times. Preston Smith was in coverage four times. So we had four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different times where we had an edge rusher drop in coverage. That feels high. I don't know why. Otherwise, penalties, there was four, uh, one each for Preston, Isaiah McDuffie, Quay Walker, and Lucas Van Ness. But uh, that's about it, man. That's about it. I'm having a hard time being mad about stuff. Last week, I was pretty mad about stuff. <laughs> this week, I'm just not mad. I would like to see TJ Slayton uh, step it up a little bit. He was. Uh, I felt like the defense was doing really, really well when he was kind of doing well. The last three weeks, his run defense grades have been 39, 39, and 43. Like he's like the worst run defender, not just on the team, probably one of the best worst in football the last three weeks, and he is a 330-pound nose tackle. That coupled with the fact that he's only had three good games the entire year as far as run defense and only two as far as his overall grade. I mean, look, he's a fifth-round pick. It's not like he's a first-round bust or anything, but I just I don't think TJ Slayton's the guy. I'm, I'm just going to flat-out say I, I, I like TJ. I think he's decent at times, but I don't think he's a very good football player. I don't think he's going to be a very good football player. I mean, he's, he's got one job, dude. Stop the run. You're, you're massive. Be massive. Stop the run. He just he can't do it. Not consistently. I just... I don't think it's going to be a thing. Anyways, I'm going to leave you fine, beautiful people with that. Look forward to talking to you on Packernet After Dark. Let me know your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. Have a good one. Bye-bye.